Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking Vine to Glass in Healdsburg. Welcome to Travel Tuesday for Millennium Money. So today is Valentine's Day, and since it's Valentine's Day, we want to take you guys to someplace romantic and beautiful and maybe do a little bit of wine tasting. So this week, we're exploring the great part of wine country in Northern California, and now one of my favorite uh, little towns in Hillsburg, California. Hillsburg looks like one of those towns in a Hallmark movie with all the charm and friendly locals. Yeah, it's um, a little different feel of a town than Napa and Sonoma, which you would normally think of, you know, if you're thinking about going wine tasting up there, that's kind of what people think of. But Healdsburg is, it's super quaint. Um, You know, there's a, there's a classic kind of square around Healdsburg that's super charming. And there's a lot of great places to, to go and see and stay in Healdsburg. You can actually do the whole trip 
you know, to wine country and just literally stay in that one little town or certainly, you know, go explore the other areas around Sonoma and Napa Zee. They're very easy to all get to. Yeah, and they have they have really top-notch uh, hotels or, or if you want to stay uh, in a, you know, uh, bed and breakfast, um, but all of them have like, you know, wine tasting and stuff like that. So it's, it's just a really cool area. And yeah, I've been to Sonoma and to, to Napa many times, but, uh, uh, I really like this a lot, a lot better. And, and, uh, so it's one of my favorite places that we definitely need to go back. Uh, so, but these days, uh, all around the world, there, there's the talk about farm to table. And, uh, what I discover about Hillsburg is, is they really live out their farm to table in so many different ways and even vine to glass. Uh, wherever you go in the area, you'll see that there's lots of, lots of farms and lots of wineries that are really kind of doing this. Uh, whether you're wine tasting at one of the organic wineries or you eat in one of the local many, local, locally sourced award-winning restaurants, you can really see and taste the difference there. Uh, so today we're going to talk to a couple locals um, who are really doing this farm to table and to they're taking the locally sourced stuff to another level. Uh, after our conversation, I'll tell you about some of my favorite places, what I discover about Hillsburg when I visit there last in November. Okay, so first up, we spoke with Andrew Hawk, who's the director of operations at DeVero Farms and Winery. We spoke with Andrew about their vibrant farm at DeVero, and for over 30 years, they have been making their own award-winning wines and their olive oils have won awards as well, too, and was also featured in the last uh, President Obama's White House dinner before he, he left office uh, a few months ago. Uh, so I loved your guys' property uh, and with the wine and, and the olive oil, and we, we visited back in November. Tell us about DeVero Farms and Winery and what you guys do there and how long it's been around uh, the Hillsburg area. Absolutely. Um, so... Devero is a pretty major outlier of the winemaking community here in Healdsburg. Uh, we specialize in exclusively Italian grape varietals. Um, we started initially with uh, a Tuscan olive oil production. So we were the first people in the 20th century to import the four major Tuscan olive varietals to make finishing oil, which led us down a, a culinary path and uh, through serendipitous luck, we came across a hyper-unique grape varietal called Sagrantino, which comes from the region of Umbria. And the founding owners, uh, Rick and Colleen, uh, tried a glass with Chef Mario Batal. It was a fork in the road for them, and they started pursuing uh, growing Mediterranean grape varietals, specifically Italian. Mm-hmm. So, and how, how did that happen with, with Mario Batali? Um, so, Mario was one of the original uh, purchasers of the olive oil uh, when it was released in 1994. Um, in 1999, he actually took it with him to Italy and entered it into a blind tasting event. And Devera was deemed the best of the year, uh, best Tuscan olive oil for the year in 1999. Uh, in a blind tasting uh, for about five minutes until they took it out of the bag and realized that it was actually California olive oil. And in honor of beating all of the Italian olive oils for the year, he shared a bottle of wine uh, that was the grape Sagrantino. Mm, nice, nice. And then do you guys sell your, your olive oil uh, in, in other stores or just at your guys' location? 
Uh, everything we do is direct to consumer sales from the farm. Uh, the exclusion to that are two of Mario's restaurants in New York. Hmm. And, and how did you become uh, to to uh, ending up there and, uh, and and becoming one of the part owners as well? Um, my background is in restaurant management. Um, I manage several restaurants in San Francisco with Italian cuisine and wine as the focus. And I found Vero based off of a recommendation of a regular from one of my restaurants. And when I came here, it, it, it was one of the most obvious gut reactions of my life. I knew instantly that this is where I belonged and what I wanted to do. And I quit my job and moved to Healdsburg and worked really hard. And because we are so family-oriented, uh, that was January of 15, myself, the winemaker, and the wine club director were all given a percentage of the company. Oh, nice. That's, nice. That's, thank you. <laughs> nice. Um and so tell us a little bit of the process of how, how you guys make uh, the olive oil there. Um, so we uh, farm biodynamically. So we farm at a level that is above organic. There is no chemical fertilizers here. There are no pesticides. There's no Roundup. Uh, we rely on the predator and prey relationships of our ecosystem to take care of infestations and any natural problems for us. Um, all olives are hand-picked, and then that day they're driven, driven to a stone mill in Hopland where they are pressed. So we create extra virgin, so no heat extraction, no solvent extraction, just standard old mill goes around in a circle and crushes olives. Um, and uh, what about the, the winemaking process uh, there as well? Uh, we do what is referred to as natural winemaking, so we are very hands-off. Uh, we want the great farming that we do to represent the various vintages and grapes that we produce. So uh, all wine is aged in neutral oak, so there's no wood imparting flavors. All wines are fermented with wild yeast. So instead of using sulfur to kill the naturally occurring yeast, we just allow for fermentation to take place like it always has. So no inoculations of uh, laboratory yeast strands. And then uh, we just do everything in big tea bins and you know, cold soak fermentation and then no filtering, no fining, no chemical additives, just grow good fruit, make great wine. Is, is that happening more and more in uh, the, the region uh, with the more of the natural wines? It is in our close circle mm -hmm. of friends and uh, people that we support and champion in the industry. Mm -hmm. I like to be very clear there there is no right or wrong when it comes to this. This is a stylistic choice mm -hmm. that we make. Mm -hmm. um, I support everyone that uh, we have a different goal uh, we have no distribution so I I'm not uh, I'm I, I'm not relying on placement on shelves and stores or um, uh, other things of that nature I, I sell everything here so 
it's uh, just a, a choice that we make. But I, I do see uh, just from talking with guests on a daily basis that there's a there there's a curiosity of wine consumers. Mm-hmm. I believe everyone's becoming more educated as they consume wine, and you know, I've had it from the store. What what else is out there? And mm-hmm. you know, coming to visit somewhere like me piques a lot of people's interests and continues their their learning. Right, right. What other kind of things do you guys uh, have on the farm as well that you guys grow there? <laughs> the, the short answer is, if you can imagine <laughs> it, it, it's here. Um, uh, not exaggerating, have everything from Buddha's hand citrus trees to tobacco to endless heirloom varietals of tomatoes and peppers and um, we also have an entire insectiary, and uh, what that means for us is we specifically plant uh, various plants that attract predatory insects to our farm. So I have an entire section of plants that are solely designed to bring in the praying mantis and ladybugs and predatory mites to help with any infestations that that might occur so that's what allows us to get away from using pesticides Hmm. right we also have several uh, farm animals here as well so we have currently on the property uh, about five pigs about 14 sheep two goats cats dogs <laughs> yeah you guys have one of the friendliest uh cats around too yeah yeah <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> um so tell us some of your guys unique uh farm and, and tasting tours that you guys offer there yeah um so because you know for for me personally i would rather people come and learn than go home with a case of wine in their hands so i work hard to encourage people to come and enjoy our private tours and tastings so we can really dive deep into what interests our guests. Uh, so we are available for walk-in tastings uh, Thursday through Monday, uh, 11 to 5. And then seven days a week, we offer uh, private tour and tasting options. Uh, there's a tasting called the Willow Circle or Boardroom Tasting that we offer. It's an hour and a half of guided uh, tastings of our farm products, both olive oil and wine. And then we also tour the winery estate farm and see the insectiary and visit the animals. And then if uh, guests are looking for a more elevated experience, Uh, We offer what is called a biodynamic farm tour, where we actually go across the street to the founding farm, where we have all the olive groves, and you get to see where the olive trees lie, and our original vineyard, which is named Hawk Mountain, where the Sangiovese and Sagrantino grows, and it it really kind of ties in the whole story. so that'll take you out to see compost piles and, and just kind of paint a, a more in-depth picture mm-hmm. of everything that we do. And that's about two hours. Right. And you guys have a wine uh, club as well, too, right? Membership? Absolutely. Uh, about 
85% of all products are released through the Wine Club exclusively. Nice, nice. And do you guys do you guys have dinners there as well on, on, the, on the farm? Um, we historically have. <laughs> uh, we had a series called the Sunset Suppers, uh, where the last Saturday of the summer months being May through September, we would have farm-to-table dinners here. Um, this summer, we're going to modify them slightly, uh, so more information on the website to come. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so that's, that's something that a guest can kind of check out later on the summer, and, and uh, you guys will have something, something up there. Absolutely, yeah. No, we'll, we'll have information about the dinners coming up uh, a little bit shorter. Awesome. Well, it's a great location to have something like that. Even, even just going, at, going for the tasting of the tours, it's, you guys just have a really stellar property there. It's really beautiful, and if anyone's interested, you can go on Google Street View, and much like you can walk down the street, you can actually walk the entire farm property in Street View, so you can see everything from the pigs and chickens and dogs and the, the whole property. Awesome, awesome. So where can, where can people find you guys in Hillsburgs and on, on, uh, online as well? Yeah, so we're just one mile outside of the town square on West Side Road in Healdsburg, so not too far away. And then online, it's just devero.com. What do you like about Hillsburg, and what do you think uh, people would be surprised about Hillsburg? Would I? So I, I am a resident of the town of Healdsburg, and one of my favorite things about Healdsburg, especially coming from San Francisco is it truly is the small town feel. I, I can't make it half a block without running into someone I know and you know having a conversation. It's a, it's a very strong community-based community. Uh, you know, if it, issues arise, it's not just, well, we'll wait for the city to take care of that. It's, you know, neighbors helping neighbors and it's a very collective group mentality that I appreciate a lot. Um, and then the culinary ability of this town is incredible for how small we are. There are just endless great restaurants to visit and really elevated hospitality all throughout. So next up, we chatted with Jack Heron, who is a private chef, farmer, and owner of Eat It, Make It, Grow It, which is what they like to call a modern homesteading company and they're located in Hidden Pond Farm. They like to do a DIY approach to home living and cooking and teach others about this. I actually met Jack at one of the other places that I'm going to mention a little bit later. Uh, actually, we talked about later Relish, uh, which is a place where you can come together and, and cook a meal to, together, whether either you're a couple, you're a big group or something like that. And, and he was really awesome. So you're going to enjoy our conversation with Jack. Yeah, so um, essentially I've been cooking my entire life, uh, whether it was uh, from Boy Scouts or when I could get my first job, uh, which was shucking oysters in high school at an oyster bar. Anyway, uh, pretty much I've, I've cooked my entire life. Uh, I decided to study culinary arts and hospitality management uh, uh, after graduating high school. Uh, other than that, you know, I've been in the professional field for about a decade now. Um, essentially cooking and as well as just other personal experiences growing up, whatever it might've been, but essentially, uh, food, food and professional cooking kind of took me back to my roots. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, as far as moving to Sonoma County and Northern California and California in general, you know, besides the, the things that I had perspired to, uh, to pursue, um, you know, farming and an appreciation for where our food crops come from uh, in all forms um, was very important to me. So, you know, through gardening uh, intensely, uh, since we've lived out here since 2010, um, and then working, you know, hand in hand with my, with my providers of, of produce and meats and, and, you know, 95% of the ingredients that, that we use in the restaurants, um, around here. Um, well, that kind of led me to, you know, wanting to pursue my own farm. Uh, didn't quite know when that would happen, but it all happened a little sooner than later. So essentially, um, here in 2015, I, I, uh, left the, the kitchen after about 15 years. And, uh, I pretty much began to vest my entire time into farming after, after my wife and, and, uh, as I like to call them, some partners in farm that I've known for a while, uh, you know, they were like, Hey Jack, are you serious about all of this? And, and I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, so we decided to get a farm and, and really start following, you know, what I like to call, uh, the course of food. Um, and, you know, I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm just, I'm just pursuing, you know, what's most important to me as a chef and as a human being, as far as, you know, how we, how we sustain ourselves. Hmm. Who, so w- when you guys uh, went to, to Hillsburg, how, uh, who did you start uh, uh, working with and how did you move up? Uh, and, you know, who did you end up with in some of the other restaurants? Well, you know, so I only came out here to work with Charlie Palmer. I uh, put five years in at Dry Creek Kitchen at the Hotel Hillsburg okay. uh, with Charlie Palmer and Dustin Vallette. Essentially, when Dustin Vallette left, uh, very beginning of 2015, I left as well. So he left to open a restaurant. I left because the search had already been on for a farm. And shortly after uh, that middle 2015, we found our farm. Mm-hmm. So um, essentially, beginning 2016, you know, I... I, I canceled all vacation, all travel, and essentially I didn't go anywhere last year. I just uh, I, I started a herd of heritage pigs, uh, you know, started raising our dairy goats, you know, that are about to be bred, um, you know, started, you know, developing land and focusing on soil management for uh, for our crops and everything. So, um yeah, no, I've I've just been at Dry Creek Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, that's a, well, that's a pretty good start, though. Yeah, but I've, but I've cooked privately all over the county, uh, wow. you know, wineries, mm-hmm. private estates, rental homes. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much what I'm doing right now, you know, other than farming. So right. about 50% of my time right now is in farming and providing a few restaurants, providing uh, the Hillsburg Farmer's Market, mm-hmm. um, which is spectacular. Um, you know, and those were all goals of mine in the past, and, and I've reached those. I, I actually reached another milestone today. We can talk about that going forward <laughs> or something, but uh yeah, man. You know, uh, uh, it's great. I mean, granted, I've only been in one restaurant out here, but that was enough to really, you know, push me to do what I I believe are bigger things that that I can do. So right, and we met actually at the the Relish Culinary Center yeah. when you were you're the instructor with uh, trying to wrangle a bunch of us journalists drinking <laughs> wine and stuff and uh, trying to make a meal. Uh, tell us about uh, tell us about the cool experience they have at the the culinary center and what your job there is. Oh man! So Donna Del Rey, who um, who you know founded all of that and has 
turn that into what it is now, you know, uh, 13 years down the road, I believe. Um, you know, I've known her, I've known Donna since, uh, since essentially moving to Sonoma County and, and working at Dry Creek Kitchen. Um, you know, one aspect was, um, you know, visiting the farmer's market, uh, every Saturday, every single Saturday for five years. I don't think I missed a, a single farmer's market, uh, for going out and buying produce for a Saturday farmer's market special. So anyway, Donna was always uh, at the farmer's market and, and we worked with Donna and relish culinary adventures, uh, uh, well with a lot of the events that we would do at dry Creek kitchen, uh, for one being our, our 12, 12 year running now annual pigs and Pino event, which, uh, which will be coming up in March here about the end of March, uh, pigs and Pino. So with that event, you know, it's a, it's a two, three day event, and there's seminars and and pig pig and butchering fabrication going on, and we uh, have typically utilized the relish space for uh, doing those classes and those seminars. So, essentially, I jumped on with Donna uh, after leaving Dry Creek Kitchen, leaving the restaurant, and pursuing this farm. You know, I had I had to I had to have some sort of job somewhere <laughs> until. Until until I could, uh, you know, uh, really full-fledged get into this farm. But um, regardless, so knowing Donna, she approached me. Well, you know, I've always – I grew up in a, in a family of educators and, uh, you know – that's you know it's 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 a it's a little it's you know it's like culinary school there's you know donna's a professional she brings in other professionals and she reached out to me and uh and said hey would you like to lead some of our some of our classes so i'm i'm about two years in now uh working with donna and working with relish and just like uh just like the press and yourselves coming in you know we do we do all these all these great hands-on uh corporate events team building events you know, wine pairing and food tasting challenges. It's really as competitive as you want it to get. But regardless, um, it's been great to be there uh, myself and instruct a lot of these, you know, three hour uh, classes. It's always fun, no matter what the cooking ability is of everybody that we're working with. Um, it's always it's always so great to uh, see how see how well everything turns out in the end. It, you know, nobody's ever failed. Uh, <laughs> recipes the recipes that you know we write up for uh, these dishes that you're making. You know, it's obviously proved that they work. <laughs> right, 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 right. As long as there's wine, wine and food, everyone's good. Oh man, of course, yeah. What yeah, the, exactly? What, what type uh, typical types of uh, uh, dishes do you guys actually make there? Yeah, you know, so again, since it's a three-hour course, we're typically doing, you know, parties of, uh, you know, maybe a dozen to about 50, which we do off-site events also, but but hmm. fortunately here for the last decade, uh, Donna Del Rey has had the facilities now to facilitate rather than traveling around different places. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, about, you know, a dozen to 50 people at a time um, within three hours, especially when you got wine wine pairings going on and and you got a, a crowded room and everybody's got knives in their hands and anyway so we do we, we typically do small small bites you know appetizer or d'oeuvre type uh cuisine small plates maybe um as far as if it's a team building now we also do mushroom classes um if it's a mushroom class we're serving typically a lunch we forge mushrooms in the morning we come back we talk about the mushrooms uh with a professional 
Uh, and in the meantime, I'm in the back preparing a lunch. So we might do, you know, a, a three course, hmm. a course plated lunch, you know, right. Uh, which is prepared solely by the chef that's there, like myself. Mm. Uh, that would not be a hands-on class. But as far as the hands-on classes go, uh, like what, like what you were able to uh, be involved in, uh, yeah, essentially, you know, it's just it's small bites, you know. So you can get a little of this, get a little of that, sip your wine, you know, schmooze and and, and be comfortable. Right, right. Um, so tell me more about, um, your passion project and your business the eat it, make it, grow it. And tell us about how you, how you started that and why you started it. Yeah. You know, it, it was, uh, it was something that evolved over several years, you know, with this, with this great dream of having our farm, which, uh, which we now have. And, and, uh, yeah. So, you know, we, you know, my wife and I, we were wanting to start a business, you know, centered around, you know, home living and cooking and, and all the things that we that we like to DIY at home and whatnot. So, so anyway, as it all perspired, um, you know, I, I I had seen. I think I was at the Eat Real Festival in Oakland, and I had seen something written somewhere, and it said, "Eat it, make it, grow it." That's all it said. And I was like, I really like that, you know. And it, you know, a lot of people say, shouldn't it be, you know, like. Uh, grow it, make it, eat it. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe, but you know, for some of us, we, we eat it first and then, you know, maybe, maybe we're like, wow, I really liked that, that, that head of cauliflower, that Romanesque or that green bean or tomato, you know, or something, you know, maybe I can grow some of this myself and, and then make this, you know, and, and eat it. And, and, uh, so anyway, regardless, eat it, make it, grow it really perspired, um, to be something, you know, from our farm, uh, the things that we make, uh, the home goods that we make, whether it's food related or, or just other crafty odds and ends, you know, little hacks for the house, um, for just living. So essentially we, we decided to, you know, eat it, make it grow. It worked for us because eat it pertains to, you know, me as a chef and, and the, and the food that I cook and, and the people that I cook that food for and the classes that I, operate with relish and elsewhere, mm. the educational side that I do, um, to show people, you know, and, and, and try to, try to educate you and, and, and lead you into saying, Oh, you know, this isn't that difficult. So, and then the make it side of it, you know, well, the make it, that's not uh, really our food aspect of the business, but that moves on, you know, to, you know, making, you know, just everyday life things that you, that you have around the house, you know, like soaps mm. and, and, candles and toothpaste. And I mean, it could go on and on. Um, I'm kind of an artist in other senses also. So I, I do a lot of artwork and whatnot. Grow it, you know, grow it is a hundred percent our farm. So, so that's kind of the aspect, uh, uh, that, that goes in with the education of, of what we're doing on the farm, uh, you know, which is focusing on essentially soil management, uh, growing, you know, we're growing all sorts of stuff, but we're also growing soil. So, you know, grow it. It pertains to our, our soil education, what we're, what we're doing to have great soil to grow good food, whether that's produce or the heritage pigs that we raise for meat or the dairy goats that we have for milk and cheese making and whatnot. So, so yeah, eat it, make it grow. It just worked. We thought it clicked. Um, it takes a little bit for people to get it in their mind and for it to be a, you know, kind of that household 
thing, you know, that you think. But yeah, eat it, make it, grow it. So um, that's our LLC that we started uh, two years ago. And then here last year, we finally named our farm. So essentially, we are uh, eat it, make it, grow it, uh, Hidden Pond Farm. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so as a chef, uh, give us a little bit of advice. Where are some really good places to eat uh, in, in the Hillsburg area? Man, so my wife and I definitely, you know, when we do go out and eat, you know, we, we, we try to stay inside and, you know, save our money like some people would like to sometimes. And, and I'm a chef. I can I can cook at home. But when we, when we do go out in Hillsburg, I mean, you know, for one, I know every restaurant, you know, just about every restaurant owner, chef in the Hillsburg area. And I know what they're capable of. And, and to, to make a, sh- a long story short, uh, we're just always so fortunate that just about anywhere you go, you're going to find quality food and you're going to be happy what you're paying for that food, the ingredients that you're, that you're consuming. So, you know, it kind of depends on the occasion, but you know, if we're going to go out for, for a, for a nice, you know, high end meal, um, that might, you know, be business casual type meal, or it might be a very non pretentious, uh, uh, high-end meal, you know, or just, you know, good food, good atmosphere. So we like to go to Vallette for, for special occasions. Um, again, I worked with Dustin. I know what he does, I, you know, and, and, and I enjoyed it then, and, and we enjoy it now, you know, being, <laughs> being able to sit down and eat his food now instead of cooking his food with him. But uh, anyway, uh, so Vallette, you know, Barn Diva, we love treating ourselves to Barn Diva. They've been around for a long time. Uh, uh, Chef Ryan over there is doing phenomenal things. Um, you know, I love going back to Dry Creek Kitchen. Um, it's actually kind of funny, Chef Scotty Romano, who uh, is now uh, the new executive chef over there, uh, longtime guy, worked with, he's worked with Charlie Palmer for years mm. since, uh, since the flagship restaurant they have up in Manhattan called Ariel, uh, New York. Um, anyway, uh, so Scotty's out here now, so it's go in and and eat Scotty's food, but Scotty uh, actually is the one that helped me get to California, so it's kind of fun to have him out here now. Mm, right. Um, you know, regardless of that, if we're just like wanting to go out for a for a quick lunch, um, you know, maybe we want to have a beer for lunch or something. We we love going to we love going to Hillsburg Shed. Mm. Uh, they're a relatively new establishment, but the shed's awesome. It's way more than food. It's essentially a. a it's, it's essentially a modern grange. Um, so meaning a grange, they do, they do all sorts of home goods in there. You know, they've got food products that you can buy things that are coming from area farms, local farmers, local artisans. Uh, you can buy everything from your pots and pans to the food to cook in them. (laughs) They have a kitchen there. You can also dine there, uh, uh, lunch and dinner. I'm not sure of the hours exactly, but pretty much open every day for brunch and lunch mm. um, and you can grab a beer you can grab a another fermented you know shrubby type uh, beverage you know all these fancy drinks that they got these days Ucha and whatnot right right nice nice so we're we're, we're a lot of great places yeah there, well, there's just there's just like so many places uh, to, to think of. it's like oh well that's good that's like we tried oh, geez, yeah like, we tried a lot of places but i'm like oh that looks good and that looks good and that looks yeah so. <laughs> yeah totally so yeah we're always so happy with uh with 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 what hillsburg has to offer in the in the food scene and uh and uh, just, you know, the, the leisure scene in general, you know? Right. 
so where can people find your website? Yeah, so uh, you'll find us at eatitmakeitgrowit.com. Uh, you know, we, uh, we have a Facebook page, uh, we have an Instagram page. Uh, so yeah, we're, you know, we're still kind of working on the website a little bit, but you can still go there and read about myself, kind of get a gist of, of who we are and and what we're kind of doing. Uh, drop me a line or something, you know, I, uh, you know, if you have a question about food or farming or whatever it might be, uh, I love to talk. I love to respond to people and, and educate people on, uh, on whatever it is that I might be able to educate you on. But uh, anyway, or you can just uh, keep up with us on Facebook at Eat It, Make It, Grow It, or Instagram, and uh, and follow us. We try to post you know, almost daily of what's happening on the farm, what's happening in the food world, um, you know, everything that we're about. So, uh, yeah, those are all great areas to, to get closer to Eat It, Make It, Grow It. Okay, so you can really see all over Hillsburg, they are really living out the farm-to-table life. And it's really just become a way of life. And I think people who are really catching on and love to visit and travel to places like this. Um, And it's a beautiful part of Northern California, just a a quaint town. And I love Northern California. I've always loved Northern California. I love Sonoma uh, County. I love San Francisco and that just all those uh, places. There's so many cities and towns that I love in that area. And now this is by far, Hillsburg is by far now one of my go-to places that I will absolutely be back several times. So uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. But real quick before we leave you, I wanted to share some of my favorite places that I actually discovered that I think you'll really love. Uh, We're going to have links to these uh, places that I'm going to mention as well as the ones that we we had in the podcast that our guests uh, mentioned as well too. So when I was in Hillsburg, I stayed there there in November and I stayed at the Great Belief Inn. Uh, Hillsburg is chock full of really great uh, either modern hotels they have um, you know, hip boutique hotels. They also have great B&Bs and you can also stay in lots of Airbnbs. But the Great Leap Inn, where I stayed, it's this really charming inn and it's located in a neighborhood. It's like a five minute walk to the downtown area, to, to the Main Street area. They have really comfy rooms. It almost feels like you're actually staying in an Airbnb. Uh, but you actually have a hotel staff that will uh, make up your bed and take your trash. Uh, but the hotel staff is really not visible. They're there if you need it, you know, if you know, something comes up. Um, but at night they uh, let out or lay, uh, lay out some wine and cheeses and some meats. Um, you know, pretty much all you can drink. You know, <laughs> if you want to just sit there and relax in in their in their room there and just hang out and and try the wines that they have out there, you could definitely do that. And then of course in the morning their staff has a really killer breakfast um, that really feels farm to table as well too. So that's a great uh, inn that I love, the Grape Leaf Inn. Check it out. We'll have the, the link on the website. Um, but like I said, there's so many great. Other places to stay in Hillsburg as well. We mentioned in the, in the podcast so many great restaurants. There's lots of uh, Michelin star restaurants, um, farm to table restaurants, uh, so many different places to eat in Hillsburg. But one of the places I really loved, and it was, I was looking forward to this place, was the, the Hillsburg Bar and Grill. And it sounds like, okay, well, that doesn't sound exciting. Well, it happens to be owned by a Michelin star chef. And these burgers that they have here uh, are really feel like you have it at home, except it's, you know, uh, served by a Michelin star chef. They also have really great fries. They have mac and cheese. They have a lot of really great side dishes. They also have, like, really killer milkshakes. So this is a really great place uh, to grab a burger and a beer uh, in, in wine country, of all places. And a place, like I said, that has so many other great restaurants. Uh, and lastly, 
Uh, like I said, it is a wine country. There are wine tastings everywhere throughout the county, throughout the, the town. Um, but sometimes you just want to go grab a beer. And Bear Republic, uh, they're actually home and the owners of Racer 5 IPA, if you've ever tried that beer. Uh, they also have all their own beers. So they have a ton of beers on tap, uh, which they're all brewed right there. Uh, and this is a really, if you want to grab some food, they ha- you can have some food there. You can grab, you know, some good pub grub, but it's actually really good food too. Um, so this is a really good relaxing place to, to grab a cold beer, you know, in the, right in the middle of wine, uh, wine country. And, and you, you kind of see that all through Hillsburg and the Sonoma area that more and more beer places, cider places are, are opening up, uh, as well as all the, the great, great wineries. So, we hope you enjoyed Hillsburg. Go check it out. Go check out all the links that we have on the website. Uh, and happy Valentine's Day.